I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This isn't the Bundesliga. This isn't Ligue 1. This is the Premier League. We missed you. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday 5th of April. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Easter Monday too, isn't it, guys? It is, yeah. It is. I enjoyed the way you said April, you said of April, and it, I thought of Vapril, a cool new vape shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like, or like a Movember style thing. Yeah. Where you just vape for the entire month of April. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll dying, do that. Are they dying down a bit? I felt like for a while, vape mm. shops were the only thing that was open. <laughs> Keeping the economy going. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, um, I think people are gradually realising <laughs> that you just shouldn't put anything in your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's been a bad year for lungs, hasn't it? It's been terrible. Yeah. Have you gorged yourself on eggs, Jim? No, I tried to buy an Easter egg, but as I'm, as you know, an idiot, uh, I left it too late and I couldn't find one. Who were you buying your Easter egg for? Just me. I thought I'd buy myself an Easter egg because I was talking on Friday about how much it blows my mind that you're allowed to do that. And I sort of forget that. I think you're supposed, someone's supposed to get you an Easter egg uh, or it will just appear. Mm. Um, This is a sad, this is a really sad story. Yeah. But so I, so I even sadder that you failed to buy yourself an egg, I suppose. Buy one one tomorrow. Then you forgot me. For some reason, exactly. Stock will get released and they will be like PlayStation 5s in 10 years time. They're everywhere, but now (laughs) quite hard to find. Did you get eggs? Were you bought eggs? I wasn't bought any eggs because my partner um, oh, no. did the same forgetting and we just had a little bag of um, sort of celebrations with a tiny little uh, Easter egg, uh, Easter bunny in there. This is absolutely flavored. tragic. It is quite tragic. Because I didn't, I didn't get any eggs either. Oh, so no. my mum my sent me an Easter rabbit, so that was quite mm. good. But my uncle is normally the provider of Easter eggs. <laughs> uncle Easter. In, in our it's family. Uncle Easter. I don't know. It's weird. I think because he's vegan, right? So I feel like, right. you know, like those really thin people who love to cook. I love to cook. I just love to cook. I right. love to feed yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit like that. He can't have the chocolate. He wants to push the chocolate on everyone else. Right, okay. And um, yeah, he sent, sent some Easter eggs to me. Some, maybe one. And I went to get them. So they were DPD. I'm going to name check them. Is that right, allowed? Okay. DPD left them in a shop. I guess they've got like a setup with a yeah. shop down the road. Off I go. Just find them in the shop. <laughs> just before work. Yeah, true. Got to the shop. Um, the guy's like, my my machine is broken. I was right. like, okay, well, I'm sure I can find the parcel. Here it is. That's my name. Here's my ID. Even brought the ID. Mm. He said, my machine is broken. I cannot give it to you. I cannot. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, but please, please give me my Easter egg. Yeah, it's oh. got my name on it. Kind shopkeeper. That is my name. So and it sounds like we've all had a terrible yeah. Easter yeah. weekend. He, Rubbish. he threw my Easter egg on the floor. 
What? Wow. And said he would never give it to me. Did he actually <laughs> say that? Wow. So I have no Easter eggs. Not the egg. So much well, you have one Easter egg. My story. It's in egg prison. You know? yeah, it's so weird as well. Lordy. It's, it's a big insight into your life as well. Okay? <laughs> Why? Just like Denied just the, the way you pleasures. told the story. So Uncle Easter Egg, he, who <laughs> traditionally sorts the eggs of the family, had sent the eggs. And then I went... <laughs> I went out to, I had to collect it for the DVD. Is it DVD? Where they have the chop? I went to the DVD. And then it wouldn't give it to me. That's what I heard. I've just realised it was UPS, not DPD. DPD, you're really good. Right, okay. Um, Anyway, it was a sad story and I don't have any eggs. So should we comfort ourselves with... Oh, um, let's talk about Manchester United, Brighton, shall we? That's the one that should be. That's the, the one top, that we should be talking about. That's the main one. Mm. Uh, Manchester United beat Brighton in the end, two one. Brighton should probably have got a penalty. They were quite good, <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't win. I mean, it wasn't quite the... You remember when Maguire had Azpilicueta around the neck? He had him in like yeah. a full iron shake, camel clutch kind of configuration uh, early this year. But it it wasn't as bad as that, but it certainly seemed penalty-esque, penalty-adjacent, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, it, what uh, else it, is he going to do other than <laughs> score at that point? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was one where I saw that... Um, in real time, I thought, oh, is that is that is that so bad? Is it, it, you know, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's when I watch any team that isn't my own. Like nothing's a penalty. Yeah. Uh, it, like, it was on the replay. I was like, yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like we don't know what a penalty like, is anymore. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> for that reason, I think we should. There should be like a blanket ban on even talking about if something is a penalty right, or isn't right. a penalty. Just across, just across sport. It's Would like, you bin Ninety like percent of the discourse. Full stop. No, more of them. But we can't talk about why they were given. Okay, <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm just sad I don't have any eggs. My, my <laughs> opinions have gone weird. <laughs> well, you're getting on a bit, Jim. <laughs> they start to to leave you after a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Fine. We can look. Well done, Manchester United. Bad luck, Brighton. We can talk about Tottenham now if you want. Mm. <laughs> Although, actually, should we say that Marcus Rashford going off is obviously bad news for him, and Anthony Martial is is going to miss the rest of the season, mm. or you know, the rest of the. Uh, domestic season, at least, um, after coming back injured for France, which is that's a that's pretty terrible for Man United. Obviously, mm. Mason Greenwood getting a goal. I think his first goal in the league this year. Hey, is he said the manager said, "Don't judge him on." Uh, people talk about stats all the time. Says Oliver. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but that's the most important one, isn't it? If you're yeah. in that part of the pitch, that is really important. <laughs> the table, I think, is the most <laughs> yeah. important one. Yeah, yeah. some stats are important, <laughs> but. But yeah, I mean, but it's good time, good timing for him to get back on the score sheet because mm. they, they are suddenly fairly light up top, especially with you know Cavani having been and, in and out and, 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 side and the way that they're started. playing as well. Like they, 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 it's it's probably quite heartening that they managed to come back from behind all the time. But that's mm. all they seem to be doing. Mm. That's that's their only kind of style of play: go behind and then try and uh, try and win one at the at the death, which is what they did. Yeah, I, I just I still can't shake the feeling that this ends with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer just wandering around in the woods years from now going it's Manchester United it's Manchester United just saying that over and over again someone's going to have to go and get him and it's all going to be very sad Tom Williams on Twitter says Manchester United are like a kid who never revises for any exams but still gets top marks and what I want to say Mm. is no that's not possible that doesn't happen you reckon (laughs) (laughs) you swat (laughs) that doesn't happen People I remember those days, yeah. jaunting in, discarding all the acres of notes on the way past. No. Punching a porter in the stomach. 
<laughs> doesn't happen. It's bullshit. But yes, all right. Manchester United. I suppose the part of the discourse as well is that that happens to Brighton in reverse. Mm, they play yeah. lovely stuff. Neil Mopai is doing those lovely crosses into the box, including that one for the Danny Welbeck goal. Danny Welbeck and Adam Lallana, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving Making the Euros pitch even <laughs> more difficult. If if it's so rare that you see a double header. It's yeah. so enjoyable. I'm so glad that you put that one away. Fantastic. Oh, yes. So um, this is the worst possible combination of people to talk about this Tottenham, uh, Newcastle, Newcastle, Tottenham, I should say, game. Because Pete, I guess, will be negative about Newcastle. Yeah. And then Jim will be like generous about Harry Kane and Probably. and and various other Tottenham things because he's being magnanimous and he's a magnanimous guy. Is that more dislike... annoying than me just putting the boot in? Yes. All right. I'll, I'll try and measure it to a little bit of both. So it's as annoying as possible. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I do want to talk about okay. is, do you think Jose Mourinho is still desperate to sign Sean Longstaff? Do you remember that? <laughs> what was that about? Man United fancied a bit of him as well. well. Desperately though, they <laughs> yeah. really seem to want him for 30 million, which seemed to be the number that was quoted a lot. It's a bit of yeah. He's a good player. I mean, yeah, he is, but he's not. <laughs> I know, nodded at Pete there. He's not taking it. He's not had a great season. <laughs> no, it's true. Well, but, you might argue that's for other reasons. Yeah. True. So, the, the defending for the first goal was was awful. Mm. Wasn't defending it? for all the goals were yeah, pretty yeah, bad. Well, it was pretty, absolutely. How I can't looking from the outside in like two things. I think I said that on the WhatsApp at the time. I can't believe how the lack of confidence Spurs had when they had Son yeah. on the bench yeah. and and Gareth Bale on the bench as well. Two of the best footballers in the universe yeah, on know, the. I know Summers injured, injured yeah. but I mean, but he looked all right when he came on. Yeah, to that's the ball and stuff. But it, but. What is happening with Aldevera? Why are they not just refusing to, to, to play him when he's clearly a good player? There's some like Spurs conspiracy stuff I'm right. rootling around on the Twitter. With, yeah. He's liked a tweet that references what, because Jose Mourinho said that Aldevera didn't turn up in time for his COVID test to be ready to play. Right. right. And then there's a tweet, someone put a tweet out that said that Aldevera was back on Wednesday which is right. in time, and Alderweireld has liked it. Oh. I haven't double-checked, but it definitely was Alderweireld. So maybe... maybe that it... is what I, that's what's going on. Oh, it's so spicy. I don't really spicy at all. We're, we're <laughs> moving along the Mourinho exitometer quite quickly now, aren't we? Because he was talking about Marine Easters last, last weekend. Right. Like I thought that. we decided they were more on Easters. Something, something like that. I mean, that's us, isn't it? <laughs> After the weekend we've had, let's yeah. be honest. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he'll call someone out soon, won't he? And maybe it'll be Alderweire because the seeds are being sown there. And then yeah. after that, he'll say something like he'll just talk about donkeys for five minutes after a game <laughs> rather than like actually talking about what happened in it and just do something mad. Just like, the whole dead cat strategy, just so people aren't talking about the game. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I mean, I appreciate it right next. now, to be honest, but yeah, carry on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the first, the defending in the first goal for Spurs, what I found so strange about it was it was so sloppy and casual, but... The, the players making the mistakes didn't seem that interested in, in trying to atone for them. Mm. You know, if you're if you're a, a top team, if you make a mistake, you need to bust the gut to try and fix it, or at least get into the position that allows someone else to fix it for you. But there didn't seem to be any, any of that, and it's weird to me because this is what Mourinho has, has built his career on, isn't it? It's this really sort of solid, organised um, system, and the players aren't responding to it, and they're, they're not sort of they're clearly not using it in the way that he wants them to, and it just. It just looks like that period where the players get sick of his methods has just come a bit quickly. You know, it normally it's normally the third season, but it seems like it's yeah. Normally, now. people get to win things exactly. In yeah. <laughs> well, you'd have seen what he said when asked about that. Same coach, different players. Yeah. But do you remember 
when he said he was coming to Tottenham because and do you remember how many of the players that he's tried to buy before has shown an interest in and the and mm. the and the value that he seemed to put on these Spurs players, particularly when he arrived. Yeah, I don't know. I I'll just repeat myself because something I really believe in is this sort of inspiring morale and like being not not well, not hanging people out to dry. I just feel as though it's just indicative of someone of of playing with fear, basically. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And also I think there's a lot of creative players in that in that team that yes. aren't actually being that creative. And Correct. I think they're they're frightened of getting like getting being left on the bench, basically. <laughs> if they do Or getting like, rinsed, yeah. Because yeah. you're gonna make mistakes. The whole idea is if you make mistakes when you're trying to progress, when yeah. you're trying to do something a bit yeah. more bit differently, that's when you make mistakes. If you're just trying to play within yourself, then you might just do the same thing quite adequately. Mm. But yeah. you're not going to push yourself. They weren't particularly expressive. And especially with Newcastle's backline, there's no excuse not to at least test. <laughs> to be quite frank. I yeah. very much enjoyed Joe Willock's comments after the match where he sort of said, uh, you know, it's, it's extra sweet because I'm a, an Arsenal a player. And it, 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 all right, it's a kind of anti, it's kind of North London derby kind of thing to say, yeah. but it did make me sort of think he's just basically making it very clear. I do have a first class ticket, but I am in a standard carriage. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I am currently. I'm here with my mates. I'm here to with be my mates. Lads. We're just yeah. messing around. And okay, <laughs> just remember. I am an Arsenal player. <laughs> you must have been delighted to see Joe Linton score. Yeah. It was, yeah. What's that? Two, two goals or something? Probably. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy. Uh, look, he, he started with a striker on the pitch, uh, which is all you can ask for uh, with Newcastle United. Um, Gail uh, looked busy at times. I think he, he could have. How did he could've... not score beforehand? I mean, yeah. he made Hugo Lloris look amazing. Oh, yeah. Cool, it, was, but... it, was a good, it was a good sort of double save sort of business. But yeah, <laughs> he possibly should have uh, should have put that away. He's celebrating. He's, they usually get that kind of new deal bounce, don't you, with footballers, but yeah. not in that case. But it was, it was, it was a pretty good performance uh, from Newcastle after some absolute stinkers. I will say. Emil Kraft. Uh, did you see much of him on the match? Every time I've seen him this season, opening match of the Euros, Spain versus Emil Kraft at the back. I cannot wait for the... Go- put, it, put money on it. that you are going to score some fucking goals against that lad. My God. How do you feel about Newcastle's chances after that result, Pete? Because it's... Uh... The weekend's results did go Newcastle's way. Yeah. I still think they're very much uh, in in it, in the shit, so to speak. But uh, I think they've got Burnley next week. And, you know, who knows what Burnley's going to turn up. I would suggest... Yeah, and they lost to the Southampton. Yeah, but they'll be a sterner test than Spurs were. Mm. Spurs were absolutely listless. And Very different type of game. Burnley yeah. will be a sterner test than Spurs were. Thank you. Well, yeah. after the fact. I know. really feel <laughs> that's really... I mean, the only fun bit I could <laughs> glean from this was that since the start of last season, only Callum Wilson and Miggy Almiron have scored more Premier League goals at St. James's Park than Harry Kane. Nice. That's very weird, that's isn't good. it? Especially... Thanks. So I got come on, throw me a bone here. That seemed fun. <laughs> and the second one he scored was was quite nice. They were both very good goals. Um, it's it, yeah, it's it's just strange this kind of kind of hoodoo that St James's Park seems to have over Mourinho. <laughs> really strange, but enjoyable. Yeah. Um, so we we were talking before the before the um, show, Pete, about perhaps. Mike Ashley making Newcastle into an NFT, a non-fungible token, mm. as oh, yeah, a way to sell them Beeple. on. That's what I wanted to talk about instead yeah. of Spurs. So Beeple is this dude who's made art that's just made out of these tokens. So it doesn't, as I understand it, Pete, it doesn't exist. Mm. So it's like, and he sold it, it for $63.9 million. 
dollars. I mean, it does exist, but it's just actually it's the, like way, little the way that they're selling on a USB, effectively. Uh, it's a string of data that points to. I don't even think it points to. It should contain the the actual um, the, the actual visible uh, image itself. I think that's how it works. Anyway. So you can it's look effectively at it. just a picture on a on it's a, a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a digital work of art that, yeah. that you can own, but obviously. You're not it, because of the very nature of digital art is that you can just copy and paste it, and it's identical one to one representation of what you had before. Huh. Which is, if you it, it it just sort of shows that the you know uh, puts it in a sharp relief. What is art? What is owning art? Yeah. You own a re, you own a version of it, but what if I copy it? What if you know? Yeah. Is that still art? Do I I own the exact same knots and wands in the right configuration? Is that not the same? So it's it's really interesting. That said, a lot of um, NFT um, selling uh, companies and websites, they're just pointing to pictures on the internet. So they're not even giving you the actual image itself. Wow. So they they are using the the the, the I think it's usually Ethereum um, kind of blockchain, and they are pointing to, to to pictures on the internet. So if those pictures on the internet go down, you effectively lost your work of art, so to wow. speak. Wow. Which is weird anyway. It's all very curious, and it's all just tech bros, um, you know. With the floppy disk in their in their massive uh, uh, entranceways in the homes, and they go, look, and that is a picture from the Nyan Cat. So, how does that? So, if you to put James's... one web webcam in St James's Park, <laughs> yes, exactly. Could someone have Newcastle as an NFT? Yeah, if you just shut it down completely, have them play the same amount of football matches, uh, and then just give them everything on a piece of paper in a lot of notes and ones, and go, there you go, you own Newcastle United. You can't do anything with it, but you can enjoy it yourself. Mm. No so is, is, that, is that more or less appealing than Ashley? It's <laughs> 50 50, I would say. Six, 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 two, threes. Well, I think you're a bit cynical there, Jim, because mm. Steve Bruce says the spirit is good. I've got no problems with the spirit. They're a really good group, but they don't always play well. Fair play. Cool. Yeah. They need to be at full tilt to get something out of Premier League matches. So they've only won two out of the last 21 games in all competitions. How is that Why is he still in a job that's ridiculous? Ridiculous man. Um, Good God. Fulham did you a favour though? Or yeah. not? Or the reverse of a favour? We weren't sure. Fulham lost 3-1 at Villa. Yeah. So what would have happened if they'd won is they would have come out of the relegation zone mm. for the first time since December. Um, and Newcastle would have gone into it. But yeah. Peter's pleased or not. Well, look, Newcastle got Burnley, West Ham, Liverpool. You'd probably say, the the, the, the the would you get any points out of those matches? Probably, possibly with Burnley. But um, Fulham have got Wolves and then Arsenal. You'd probably suggest that they might get some yeah, points who knows? out of that. Who so. knows? Interesting. Yeah, very, they were, very interesting. They were good Fulham to start with. But, yeah. well, Scott Parker, as he said afterwards, they're not streetwise enough. It's a young team. We were naive, made silly mistakes. After the first goal, we dropped our intensity and it yeah. affected us too much. Does that seem right? Yeah, I think so. There's a really, um, there's a pretty old now, um, I think it was a Tumblr collection of, of <laughs> just of stock images called Women Laughing Alone with Salad. And it was brilliant. And I think the, the modern version of that could be Scott Parker drinking water when Fulham concede. Yes. Because uh, he seems to just do that every time. Every time they, they do something stupid or embarrassing, just a big glug of the old water bottle, just hide those emotions for the cameras. <laughs> I thought it was a jawline thing. I thought he, because you know, obviously he's got famously chiselled mm. features. Mm. I thought there was something about drinking the water that kind of... Well, like he's oiling it. No, knowing like an, that he's fully going to get it. N- knowing yes. that he's fully gets the, ca- the the glow of the camera and then he... It's just a theory. That's why I right, okay, mm. I see. It's just a theory. But yeah, he uh, he was talking about how they didn't deal with the game very emotionally very well, didn't he? And he's, he's well into his sports psychology, I think. And mm. he, uh, yeah, I mean, he, I think it's, it's easy to forget what a big job Fulham is for Parker because it's still his first... His first managerial role. He he 
he took them up in some pretty difficult circumstances mm. as well. It all, all came to him very quickly, and he's he's having to do a lot. And like, you're not going to have an entire management philosophy straight away. And clearly, he's you know, if, if he's talking about sports psychology and the emotional impact of a game in post match interviews, clearly he's he's got a pretty wide ranging scope of what he wants his style to be. So, good luck to him. But it, it's very very difficult to do. To, to, to mould yourself while also moulding a struggling team, I think. Alexander Mitrovic did his bit, though, didn't he, Pete? He yeah. did. He's, He's back in fire. the goals He's after his international fire. break performances. <laughs> well, a lot of, uh, I think we'll see a lot uh, we'll, as we go on to talk about the other matches in the Premier League over the weekend and beyond. A lot of teams just look a bit punch drunk, a little bit exhausted. It was a hef- heavy uh, international programme of uh, mm. matches. And um, I think uh, with with something like, uh, with someone like Mitro, like he He's not the, the, the he's not going to be running uh, the, the show, running harder than anyone else. But he, if he sees a, a little bit of space, he, he'll put the ball in the back of the net. And and I, I just think that Trezeguet came on and just absolutely just changed, changed that match. And yeah. I, I feel I felt for Fulham because they just they just took the foot of the gas a little bit and just just let him in. Let Trezeguet him in just wanted it so bad, <laughs> like yeah. so so bad. He was a man on a mission, and he completed it's it. It's got to be frightening for Fulham as well because. They've got big Sam's breath on their neck now. And <laughs> is, there, uh, is there worse breath to have on your neck? Do you, you sound not. like you know... Oh, is there... Well, with the Werther's Originals thing, it's probably quite, oh, yeah, quite, quite sweet. Yeah, buttery. Maybe. It yeah. pro- it's, I was thinking coffee breath when you were talking about it. I was thinking then, meat. But... I was thinking pot noodles and... Meat and yeah. Werther's Original. <laughs> but no, of course, still playing with Jack Grealish, who didn't make the lineup because he's uh, what, injured for a eighth, seventh or eighth game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they did all right. My highlight of the weekend was people calling for, for Gareth Southgate to be sacked because <laughs> he might pick Jesse Lingard ahead of <laughs> Jack Grealish for the Euros. <laughs> None I, of this stuff has happened. Why are you living in this NFT fucking world that doesn't exist where you're like, where it's just tweets on Twitter? Do you think that could be sold as some sort of art? Piece. Oh, I, I, th- I think people will be writing them, all, writing the thing pieces already about it, yeah. ready to file. It'd yeah. just be like bang. It'd be like an obituary. It's like bang. Gareth Southgate's obituary for uh, dropping uh, Grealish, who's probably like half injured anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was nice to see Tyrone Mings make up for his error as well. Yeah. Though, um, to contribute to the Trez- one of the Trezeguet ones. So yeah, good performance for Aston Villa. Newcastle fan delighted that Fulham lost, or not delighted, depending on who you ask. All right, then, let's get to a break and we'll be back for more delicious Premier League. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. This week at Sukarnov. Over on Clash of the Titles, the gang are counting down to the Oscars with a special month of Best Picture Clashes. Rookie won the Oscar that year. Do you guys think it was a deserving winner that year or do you think something else should have won? I think Taxi Driver should have won. I am with you, Vicky. My heart says Rocky. Rocky's one of my favourite films of all time. I don't like yeah. watching Taxi Driver, but it is... No. It is... <laughs> it's true. It is amazing. <laughs> and That's it's, so true. No one's ever like, oh, do you want a Bosch Taxi Driver? <laughs> <laughs> Or if that doesn't tickle your fancy, and why wouldn't it, check out the Book Club on Football Ramble Presents, where former footballer Ricky Hill discusses the highs and lows of his storied career. My schoolmaster came in afterwards and said, oh, you know, you've been invited, three of you have been invited for trials up at Luton. And I initially, my thoughts were, where where is Luton? I I had no idea. (laughs) And I I said, well, I'm not going. Um, (laughs) All that and a whole lot more. Hi, I'm Danny Welbeck, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Oh, how apt. Welcome back <laughs> to the Football Ramble with me, Jim and Pete and Danny Welbeck, goal scorer for the weekend. As we're going to tell you in this recap of the Betway for to score picks. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is free. Each week pick the first spot goal scorer in Betway's 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. We did this. We do it every week. We don't do very well most of the time. <laughs> Here are the outcomes of our picks. Southampton against Burnley was our first game. That was a Sunday at 12 o'clock. Marcus picked Che Adams. A good idea, we thought. Chris Wood got it. Uh, Newcastle against, sorry to laugh, but Newcastle against Spurs, Jim, you picked Harry Kane. What a brilliant and precise yeah. pick. How could you have possibly known that the answer would be Joe Linton? Yeah, um, maybe sometimes we, we should pick sarcastic choices <laughs> because who knows? Game three, Aston Villa versus Fulham. That was on Sunday in the afternoon. Andy picked Ollie Watkins. He did score, but the result was Alexander Mitrovic. Game four was Man United against Brighton. That was Sunday at 7.30. Luke picked Danny Welbeck. We've just heard from the dubious goals panel that actually that's been awarded as an own goal mm, to Dean yeah, Henderson. Yeah, so definitely. sadly, we didn't get any of those right. I'm really sorry about that. Luke, it, oh, it was Danny it Wilbeck. Was Danny it Welbeck. was bloody Danny Welbeck. Well done, Luke. You're a genius. We'll be back with another round of Batways for to score on the preview show this Friday. Now, guys, there's a new jingle for the emails. It comes from Bryn Morgan, who simply wrote, Hope you're all well. Sven came to me in a dream and said I must write him into my email jingle. So here we are. You do it, you gotta. 
He knows his audience. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit Bill Wirtz. I've seen the guy who does like the history of Japan and the history, like the it's kind of like sexy, kind of soul, sort of groovy guy. Nice. I like it. Porny. Little bit. Porny. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. There's a kind of jazzy hip hop feel. A little tiny bit like the internet. I'm into it. (laughs) It's a tiny little bit like the internet. A tiny bit like what? The internet. There's a band called the internet. Sorry. Oh, I, sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I thought you meant the World Wide Web. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So I mean, that's their, if you call your band the internet, this is going to happen, yeah. isn't it? Idiots. Yeah. You got um, an email. We do have an email from Clearly. Ben Mepstead. Hello, Ben. I know Ben. Uh, ben says, with the Euros fast approaching, I've been thinking about the players who, over the next few weeks and months, will stick their heads above the water and demand to be on the plane or even first on the plane. The problem with this is that with England's first game taking place at Wembley, it's unlikely there will even be a plane to be on. Now stay with me here. St George's Park just happens to be less than a mile from the beautiful Barton Marina, which connects to the Trent and Mersey Canal. If you follow that south, you join up with the Grand Union Canal, which floats you all the way down to Stonebridge Park, just a hop, skip and a jump from Wembley itself. So really, we have to be asking ourselves, who deserves a place on the barge? (laughs) Good point. Are we going to be going mad because Jack Grealish isn't on the barge? You missed out the main bit of the email, Jim. It says, keep up the amazing work and may Gareth pilot our barge to European glory. I did miss that bit out. Yeah, sorry, that's Ben. The, that's, the best, that's the best bit in some ways. Mm. Okay. I live quite next... Well, I live right next to the uh, Grand Union Canal. Quite I, next I, to I, the I, I live quite next to a canal. I've thrown several chapters in there. It's a lot of fun. And bodies. <laughs> but I was um, scooting on my little scoot scoot and uh, down the road and a little dirt road next to the canal and a, like a, a formation, a V formation of geese uh, were flying over the top of me at the exact same speed, and oh, I felt nice. like I was some, somehow part of it. So were I'm they thinking honking? they were honking they me. They do, don't they? It's my favourite thing. Big old honkers. They'll honk. They'll fly south and honk for thousands of miles. It's <laughs> yes. Absolute chaos. Yeah. I think I must have lived under a goose flight path in my youth because <laughs> I remember it happening all the time. Very honky. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unlike this incredible jingle. Thank you for your emails, guys. Let's. The good thing we asked for like a shorter jingle in some cases, mm, didn't yes. we? So I see. Twice. I see what has happened with this one. So. Bryn, we're going to give it another little wee run out. You know if you got an email to show and flip around, I'm going to do it for Sven. I said you got an email to show and flip around, what I'm going to do It's going to haunt my nightmares. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in case you didn't catch it, show at footballramble.com. Tweet us at footballramble and keep those incredible and somewhat creepy email jingles <laughs> coming in. Let's get to the Arsenal, shall we, Jim? Yeah. They lost. So I've had my fun, haven't I? <laughs> you have. And you were lovely. Yeah. So I will be the same to you. I think it's mainly about Liverpool being good this. Yeah, sort of. But if a team need their mojo back, Arsenal are a big old dose of Viagra sometimes. <laughs> Arsenal were the form team, weren't they, going into that one? Liverpool hadn't managed to... It was They'd lost six of eight. Yeah. Arsenal need their Maitland Niles and Joe Willicks back. Something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, the international break probably... Um, didn't help Arsenal. They were really, really poor. I mean, it, it, I think it was a combination of Arsenal being just very, very sluggish, failing to set any sort of agenda and Liverpool just being being back to some sort of form because they, they were really dominant. It was really just just depressing. Oh, no, don't be like that. Liverpool were, get, Liverpool were good. I mean, they were really like, good in the first half apart from they couldn't put anything away and then in the second half, 
they did put everything away. But that's, yeah. that's kind of been the story of Liverpool most of this, the, the worst games that they've had this season where they've just been, not been able to put it away. But you, you just need players who are a little bit more direct than the front three that they they, they play usually. I just think, I, and, and Fabinho and Thiago in, in the centre. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What a footballing duel. Yeah, it's a, it's a great midfield. Yeah, um, Fabinho was and, man of the match. Diego Jota obviously came on to score two goals. You don't yeah. even need to decide how you play him alongside Bobby Firmino because you just do. Yeah, you wherever. They could, you could have one piggybacking on the other one if you want, <laughs> trying trying to you know get away with having an extra player on the field. But um, yeah, no, it's... Um, I, when I say it's depressing, what I mean is it's just like, Arsenal have been bang average for such a long time now and it's just one of those games where it's just like, one of those seasons, really, where you never, if, if there's a run of good results, you know something like this is on the way as well. And, Isn't you know, that just it's, it's the hard to be too, like, football you, you, fannery? Yeah, very much so. And you, I suppose you can't be too defeatist about being beaten by a very, very good Liverpool side. Especially, you know, we've spoken a lot about how they've missed Fabinho in midfield because he's had to play in defence. And mm. Liverpool's season has, has become so weird because of what they've had to miss out on by accommodating absences elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I just, I'd like Arsenal to be good, please. Oh, God. Come on now. I just I want an Easter egg and, a, and some points. <laughs> There's an absolutely brilliant tactical analysis thing on the Coach's Voice website. I don't know if you guys have ever, um, yeah, on this game, but it included the enjoyable on Arsenal. They persisted with the long ball tactic that had little or no impact. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Arteta now because his win percentage is, is lower than uh, than Unai Emery's uh, 51 games in charge. He has an Arsene Wenger's last 50, so obviously... You know these become benchmarks, don't they? Mm. When a stat like that comes out, it puts a bit of pressure on him. I think they'll 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 stick with him for a while yet. But it's it's similar, really, to to Mourinho at Spurs in maybe a different way. I just don't what, what is it? I, well, in the, I don't think that what he's doing is getting through to the players because huh. he even said himself after the game. To be fair, I'm in shock. I didn't expect that one coming. It's my job to make things better. Today we hit a really low level. It was not acceptable and. It didn't look like a game plan was even administered well, at the quite, first. Bit. Yeah, and, it, and, and usually they do look kind of organised if if a little shit at times. Yeah, and uh, they just didn't look like they they had any sort of plan. I was so, doing the updates bit... on Sky with Rachel Yankee, and I kept being like, Rachel, what are Arsenal doing? And she kept being like. <laughs> Sorry yeah. for, for people listening at home. That was a sort of confused gesture. Yeah. Uh, this was the problem under Emery as well. You'd look at the game and you think, I don't really know what the game plan is. Mm. I don't know what the tactics are. And it's kind of fudged back into that little bit. Is he helping himself by saying, I'm in shock. I didn't expect that one. I, yeah, I feel like that's maybe a little bit of honesty, but also one that... Uh, yeah, he's probably a little bit self-serving, isn't it? It sort of shifts the blame onto the players a Well, does bit. it? But also it makes him sound a bit like... Well, it sounds like he he can't influence them, doesn't it? Yeah, Which you know, like Pirlo standing looking like a little bit of a lost boy in the yeah. Champions League game against Porto. Why am I not in my vineyard? Yeah, sort of thing. it slightly <laughs> comes across like that, I feel, Pete. Yeah, I, and obviously he's got players like Bobby Young and Pepe that <laughs> seem to kind of be very expensive. Mm. Uh, and they're you'd never call them a flop, but they they are not having a great time at the moment. No, I mean, Pepe had actually had... What probably his best run as an Arsenal player yeah. recently. Um, and to be fair, like Arteta did pour scorn on himself a lot, but that is, you know, that can also be a bit of a Do reflection tactic. Do we pour tactic. scorn on our... Is that what we want from our managers? Not ideally, no. no. I mean, it could be all about to turn around though, Jim, because... Um, Shondra Mustafi has fallen out with the new head coach of Schalke. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, the astonishing thing about this is that this is the second head coach of Schalke that Mustafi's fallen out with in his time there. So he's what played... is the consistent factor? Yeah, he's an underrated bell in that player, isn't he? Oh, oh <laughs> God, absolutely. People don't like him. Yeah, no, he... So... Is it better to be an underrated bell or an overrated 
Wetland. I don't know. Just yeah. be nice. Just be, just, just be nice. Just be normal. Nice. Don't be a fine. dick. Exactly. Jim, who wants to be nice? You can be so, eccentric. Just don't be a dick. Don't, don't alienate people needlessly. He's played in, in <laughs> six games for, for, uh, for Schalke. Lost four of them. Okay. Um, I don't think he's won yet. They've, they've conceded 16 goals while he's, while he's been there. And apparently at some point him, Kalasanak and Klasun Huntelaar sort of kind of headed a mutiny against Christian Gross, of all people, the last <laughs> coach. And now the, the new coach has, has dropped him for sporting reasons. Mm. And let's bear in mind, this Schalke team are sort of <laughs> making waves as one of like the worst teams in the history of like top level football. <laughs> and he's, he's being dropped for sporting reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's, in a way, it's nice to know that it wasn't just Arsenal making him this Weird. really chaotic presence. <laughs> it's just something about him. I would love to see a movie of his life. <laughs> would you? Yeah. It'd be like a weird sort of art house character study. But I think it'd be great. Okay. Well, yes. Perhaps he's going to be winging his way back in. Because I feel like Arteta was a bit of a fan. You know he's not on loan, right? He's, like, he's, not, he's, not, he's not coming back. Okay, I know Don't do this to me, universe. You, he's not coming back. I know you say that, Jim, but it just, you know, he feels lost. I like it. Bring him on. Yeah, bring him on. He's only 28. He's at the Get peak of his in. powers. Get him on the plane back to Get the Emirates. That is what we want. Okay, good from Liverpool. Very poor from Arsenal both in European action in midweek. So promising. I mean, Liverpool, after all this bloody chat about them being terrible, could mm. come away. You've got to fancy their chances against Real Madrid. Que- Actually, that was a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to fancy your chances against Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a bit of spice there, isn't there? I mean, apparently Sergio Ramos is going to miss that game. Oh, so that's a, that's a shame for the neutral, mm. isn't it? But obviously Liverpool have a... We'll have a lot to, to prove there, I think. They'll be, they'll be motivated. I assume that's what Alison grew his moustache for, that game. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Alison's moustache. It's an amazing bit of work. Lovely, lovely bit of work, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, what about got... yours, Jim? It was too powerful. Too powerful, <laughs> too powerful. It was all anyone wanted to talk about. Yeah, so I've okay. decided that I'll, just, I will have, I'll be a moustache guy one day of every year. And on okay. that day, I will have no inhibitions. Nice. It'll be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be brilliant, but it was too much. <laughs> How come you went down the the kind of goatee route rather than the moustache route? Uh, I wanted to see what my face was capable of. I got my answer in short service and uh, once I get a haircut, I'll probably get rid of it. Okay, I look mm. forward to it. Um, Alison's impressed. Mm. I get the, I yeah. get the, I get the impression impress anyway, yeah. So 3-0 the final score at the Emirates. Um, less wacky than the Chelsea score, which was yeah. <laughs> 5-2 <laughs> to West Brom at Stamford Bridge. So many goals, I'm not even going to try and list them, although a couple were really good from Callum Robinson. I think they were all great. Yeah, yeah. It's rare that you get five. Obviously, there were some absolute humdingers, but there were some general humdingers in there as well. There was back heel. Even the shitters one had a back heel in it. Yeah. Oh, my Wonderful. God, yes. Fantastic. I just forgot. that Rob- Robinson's stuff. side foot volley is setting himself. Bang! Yeah. Oh, yes, please. I mean, or every goal he scored in the Premier League has been against Chelsea, isn't it? <laughs> is that right? <laughs> <laughs> really weird. Brilliant. So good. The little chip. Little yeah, chip that was nice too, yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the Pereira second as well, putting three defenders on, yeah. on, on the back foot on notice and just turning it home past the keeper. Wow. The, the fifth was actually my favourite because of the sheer confidence in it. Yes. You could see they knew they were running right <laughs> at that point. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll have a little go at dinking it. What's the worst that can happen? I love really a chip. Up. And of course, a goalkeeper assist. As yes, well. yeah. Oh, that so, was yeah. the most root one goal you're going to get. That was the, the <laughs> so classic good. Pep Guardiola yeah. hopefully didn't see that as he was watching back on Match of the Day or whatever. Um, yeah, Sam Johnson booting it down the pitch, but controlled beautifully, as you said. Little lob over. 
Pepper. Bit of everything. Was it Edward Mendy? Mm. We. Bit of, bit of absolutely everything from Allardyce there, with a, with a route one and a sort of slick passing moves as well. It's bringing it's it all fantastic. out. He would, is a tactical magician. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> I I just think it, it was it. Fair, would it be fair to say that West Brom probably had fewer international absentees traveling because <laughs> <laughs> they fucking look like it. Yeah. And they, yeah, had, they, they, they did have more players on the pitch as true, well, which yeah. is going to help. Yeah, yeah we didn't even a... talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold being good for Liverpool. Perhaps he needed his little yeah. break, yes. didn't he? Because yes. he didn't make the England squad. I'll tell you what, if he gets dropped for Jesse Lingard... Oh, oh mate. <laughs> Jesse Garden. I've already written 600 tweets about the matter. <laughs> I really, really have. Uh, yeah, that's the end of Thomas Tuchel's 14 match unbeaten run. Yeah. He'll be out so the door is. soon. He'll be out the door. <laughs> Get him out. Uh, yeah, Joe, it was Joe Cole who said the thing about this is a lesson to Tuchel. This isn't the Bundesliga. This isn't league. Oh, oh God. Can't yeah. go with a resting corn Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Um, oh, apparently there's been uh, there's been a punch. Well, it read to me a little bit as though that has been information fed out to the world, but there's supposedly been a bit of a bit of a punch up at um uh between Antonio Rudiger and Kepper. They had a really? pushing contest in the training session after the game. Oh, what are the Thomas St. James's Park leaks have been out. Yeah. Yeah. Over there as well, teaching their spy craft to other Premier League sides. Kepa's probably going, he keeps kicking the ball at me. It's like, you're, that is, <laughs> you're meant to do, you're supposed to be in the way of it, Kepa. Yeah, it, it just read very, it was very like, uh, Thomas Tuchel <laughs> asserted his authority, sent Rudiger back to the changing room, Kepa played on. But also, you know, mm. we're fighting for this because we're a team mm. that deserve to win. Well, Chelsea got Porto in the Champions League this week, haven't they? And... Mm. Um, I've been really intrigued to see how they respond to, to when they lose their first game. I suppose, in a way, losing because you had a man sent off relatively early is mm. a bit of an easier one to take because there's such an obvious reason for, for why it happened. Mm. Although the scoreline... Exactly, though. yeah. So be interesting to see how they respond. I think I think Tuchel, he strikes me as someone who will be able to write this sort of thing straight away. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. West Brom, on the other hand, eight points off safety now. But this is exactly the sort of result you need to sort of... You know, give yourself a shot in the arm for this, this, this like crucial last run in. Like you, you know, yeah. everyone's thinking it. Surely Sounds everyone's like thinking, believe. is this, is this going to be, is this Allardyce doing it again? <laughs> Do you believe, Pete? Uh, no, it's just, no, it's, it's it's a bridge too far. I left it too late. Allardyce says, I am delighted not only with the win but the style. I had three weeks, as you say, to think about this game and sort the tactics. <laughs> Unfortunately, you won't get as many as that for all the other games. Mm. No. <laughs> So, yeah, we need five wins out of the last eight to give us a chance. It sounds it's difficult. Lot. It's it a, lot. a lot. It's a lot of wins for a team low in wins. But anyway, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable to watch. Also in action on the Saturday were Brendy's boys up against Manchester City. We built that one up and it kind was fine. of was it was fine. fine. <laughs> City won. 2-0 goals from Mendy and Jesus. Very fitting on Easter weekend. Yeah. Mm, Am I right? Am I indeed. right? You like that? More, like, more yeah. lying down like Jesus did in the yeah. tomb. Shame um, he didn't rise for a header. In the free kick. <laughs> just, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's his 24th birthday as well. It's easy to forget he's, you know, he's only 24. Yes. Um, so, I mean, you know, like Guardiola's been saying that they might not be able to replace Aguero. Because um, they're very poor. Because they're so skinned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I mean, do they have a ready raid replacement for him right there? I mean, the, the Jesus's numbers. Everyone look at him as like everyone looks at him as like a sort of you know good kind of solid striker at this level. But 
I mean, he's he's 24, mm. but he he's actually doing pretty amazing numbers for his age. So he he could well go on to be an absolute sort of titan for City. Mm. Yeah, he's been jostling up against Aguero for for many years. Yeah, it feels exactly, like. and Incredible. that's only going to make you better. Yeah, happy birthday to Gabriel Jesus. City Pete can win the title now with four. If they win four times, they they've got it in the I bag. I think they've. I think they can take the the, the the foot off the gas and, as I said, put Aguero in after they managed to do that, and then uh, he scores uh, three goals in each of his last three matches. I've decided. Oh, right. that'd be really nice. Yeah. What to better way goodbye. for a, a send off? Mm. Yeah, the last, the fourth game in that run is against Chelsea on the eighth of May. Look, so, as long as one of their players gets sent yeah. off, it'll be fine. I mean, that's if they win every one of their games, right? That's... <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. But we're not but, assuming I mean, that they that it's that foregone, right? Set your set your watch for it. Um, Brennan Rogers, yeah, he mentioned the five-two win earlier in the season, and fair enough, but said there's no shame. We won a great game up at their place. In case you've forgotten. But we lost today. Um, but yes, 2-0 the final score for that one. David Silva has won his first post-City trophy, guys, with Real Sociedad. Uh, they've won the 2019-20 Copa del Rey against Athletic Bilbao. And the reason, Pete, you guys listening might have seen this mm. is because there's an absolutely incredible video going round. <laughs> oh, coach absolutely losing his shit in the press conference afterwards uh Manuel Alguacil who I think we can hear a little bit from just now if you'd like <laughs> I think that's just the people in the press conference. Yeah, it's great. He had a shirt on and everything, didn't he? And a scarf. Just, just, just like, still going. Still it's in like there now. Sort of like went, uh, I'm going to switch from coach mode to supporter mode. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Gattuso's like, you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> just angry supporter all the time. <laughs> I was say, it's so cute, I think. Yeah. Are we into that? It's very sweet. I mean, he's been with the club since the youth team, though, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. As in, like, he played in the youth team. You team has gone all the way up to, to the manager, and yeah, it's uh, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, he's so exactly right, and he's been their fan. And the the trophy that they've won is their first trophy in thirty four years, and he's been a fan their whole his whole life. He said, um, but interestingly, he can only enjoy it for two weeks, so maybe that's why he had to really dig into yeah, the right, celebrations because okay. he was because they've much like with the Johnson's paint or whatever it was the other day, uh, they've played that one, and they're now going to play. It this season's, if you like, right, in two okay. weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, well, fair dues. I mean, people always say that, like, you know, the fans don't necessarily know what they're talking about, but this guy, Dean Smith and Jack Grealish at Villa, <laughs> manager and captain, like, taking them to new heights, it's all right. <laughs> Give me a go at Arsenal. Uh, That's all I'm saying. Do you really want that? No. It'd be an absolute nightmare. Good commute, though. Thinking about it. It would be a good commute. <laughs> That's a really good down. point. Would you want to manage Newcastle? Yeah, I'd have a crack. I'd, first thing I'd do, get out on the pitch. First egg pan there that for little, today's That show. little Sports Direct uh, tunnel thing on the St. Jesus Park tunnel, I'd just pull it off and go, yeah. And then I'd get the fans on side immediately. Mm. But I feel as though you've misunderstood the relationship that is... Handy, between, handyman. Have... <laughs> Am I a <laughs> well, handyman? No, I, I thought handyman. Yeah. I don't feel as though people... Yeah, people don't necessarily respect people who damage property. No. But also you have to keep the chairman on side, right? That's a big part of being a manager. I mean, does it matter with Mike Ashley 
Sticks, oh, he doesn't I mean, care, he does doesn't he? really care, does he? Yeah, no, so you, oh, so you want, think yeah. you should just go toe to toe with him? That'll yeah. be your that'll be your strategy for yeah. for fan favorite. That's All right, I'm a Rafa. Well, guys, you know, write in if you think Pete should be the new boss of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of us could yeah, get behind that. And certainly, let us know how it would go as well. <laughs> yeah, almost as good as your Patreon episode, Pete. Where you, oh. do you end up breaking your leg and dying? Yeah, that sounds all right. In your career. In my dream career. In your career, dream yeah. career, yeah. you die young. Okay. A f- Younger than you are now, isn't that right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel like you've outlasted your stay on earth? <laughs> yeah, I've done everything I could possibly do. Uh, tonight, Wolves are up against West Ham, of course. Everton playing Crystal Palace. It is Easter Monday, so there's a whole load of uh, championship fixtures as well, if that tickles your fancy. Listen. There is a internet podcast receptacle known as Apple Podcasts. Mm. And if you pop on there, give us a little review, five stars if you would. Um, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's a panacea for all that ails the podcast environment. Mm. It helps out uh, creators such as ourselves to, to let people know about what we're doing at the Football Ramble. All right, so uh, drop us a review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts if you haven't already. It helps other listeners to discover the show. And I tell you what, if you do it, Come round my house. I'll give you a Frenchie post COVID. That's really lo- that's yeah, a really you can't lovely argue with gesture. That, yeah, anywhere in your body. Oh, I didn't actually realise till the other day. So I'm still reeling from that uh, that you can actually just can just press five stars. You don't even need to leave a review. Oh you know, right, so you, don't like, <laughs> you don't even need to. It's like the easiest thing ever. You just press your five. Activists, yeah. come what, on. What an easy way to get a body snog. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete, thanks for putting your uh, your. Your lips, lips on, on the, the line, line for the ramble, you, you lovely man. <clears throat> and uh, that's it for us, I think, for today. Marcus, Luke and Vish are on the pod tomorrow. Say goodbye, Pete. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. <laughs> and it's bye from me. See you next time. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.